Welcome to Vintage Girl with a Bow. I am your host, Bibi, and today my guest is none other than Pastor Ernest Shaw from Florida. On that journey, Pastor. When did I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior? Yes. I must tell you, it was on a Friday night, 1959, the 27th of November, when I walked into the house of God. I didn't go there to become a Christian. It was crusade that is going on and you know when crusade going on in those days most young men and young women flocked the churches yes I was there I listened to the preacher his name was Charles Lawrence from Lime Tree Garden he was conducting the crusade but when it came down to the closing of the service and Charles Lawrence start the hymn that goes like this. Are you coming home tonight? Amen. Are you coming home to Jesus out of darkness into light? Yes. Are you coming home to your heavenly father? Are you coming home tonight? Bless the Lord. That stirs something in my soul, deep down in my soul. And that caused tears to come, to come to my eyes. At what age were you at that time? May I stop you, Pastor? 15, 14, 14, 15, right there I was. And it caused tears to come to my eyes. And the only decision I could make was to go forward, kneel at the altar. And since that age of 15, you have started out on your journey. You have not looked back. Well, I've messed up many a times. I thank God for his word. Okay. He said that none that come to me, I really know why it's cast out. Thank you, Jesus. And he tell you to come, confess, and forsake, and you'll find pardon. That is wonderful. And we oftentimes come back to the place. And if I look at myself, I can look myself as a prodigal son. Amen. You know, who took everything and run. But then he realized that the best place is home. Is home. And for a Christian, home is where Jesus is. Blessings. So at what age did you give your total commitment to him when you submerged in water baptism? I submerged in 1960, September. We had a huge baptism. It was like nine young men and four young women that was baptized. We had a we went to the ocean and baptized because we were living close to the ocean. Amen. And we baptized there. From there on, our main goal was to know more about God. Yes. Sunday school was the place where we started. 
Amen. Because in those days, we used to learn the scripture. Yes. We used to have every every Sunday morning, we have to have a verse that we learned throughout the week and we would recite it or repeat it. And the word of God was taught in Sunday school. There were games and other things that brighten our spirit. And may I stop you, Pastor? May I stop you there? For Sunday school, as a young man, we normally had, or is this where you learn the golden text? That's where we started learning the golden text. Amen. And as you know, that the word of God said, when you are a babe, we need desire the sincere milk, which is the word. And that was where we were fed the word of God. Amen. You know, and we had to learn our goal, the golden text. We have to learn the golden rule. We got to know, at least we got to know the 23rd Psalm. We got to know yeah. the Lord's Prayer. Those things were mandatory. We got to know them. Yes. As you become a Christian, you learn more. You learn. The first book that we were taught in the Bible was John. Yes. One of us carry around the Gospel of John in our breast pocket. Yes. In our bag or wherever. But we always have the Word of God with us. And the saying was, sin will keep you from this book, or this book will keep you from sinning. So, um, because you have been so attached to Sunday school, and you have, and also the word of God, St. John was your best friend as a youngster. I know you said your golden text was also one of the things that you had to learn also. But... I think you perfected for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? Yes, we do. How is it now studying your Bible, knowing that, you know, our God loves us so much. Yes, we totally forget that he gave his son for us. Well, how it affects us today and how it is today is that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth and him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But we hold on to that text, and we doesn't go much further to realize that these things comes with commitment. And by this I say, like if you read, go back to Isaiah chapter 49, where it says, come let us reason. Yes. You know, God wants to reason with us. He loves us. He wants to talk with us. But he laid down some rules that we have to follow. Amen. Come let us reason together, said the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red as crimson, they shall be as wool. And he said to us in that very same chapter. If you are willing and obedient, you shall reap the good of the land. Amen. But it says also, this is the part that 
we stop in these days, we stop there. We don't go further. And it goes on to say that if you disobey Amen. and refuse, if you refuse and disobey from what the, the opposite, the topic of the verse is, you shall be destroyed Amen. by the sword because the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. And he, God, never change. Thank you so much, Pastor. So while we are on the word of God and we're, we have now dealt with Sunday school, we will agree that Sunday school is the most powerful aspect of the church. Would you agree with me with that? I agree with you with that because that is where you form life from the youngest. Amen. You know, remember that in Sunday school, when you train these kids, they are the ones who is going to become the teachers, the pastors, the prime ministers, the senator, yes. the doctors, the lawyers, yes. the nurses, whatever profession you can think of. Amen. They are the ones who are going to come. And if they have the background of the word of God, train up a child in the way he should go. Amen. When he's old, he will not depart from it. I will move on and I will ask you to explain for me in depth something about Bible studies. Please let me know some of the things that kept you focused where your Bible is concerned. Bible studies is a place for young Christian to grow. You know you get the nourishing food in Sunday school. But you need to have the meat and the potato. Yes. And that is where Bible study comes in. Yes. You start enlarging your avenues. You know, you start digest the word of God. You understand more. So you study the word so that you can grow. Yes. And by growing, you understand that the Bible said, thus said the Lord, and that's true. Amen. The Bible said, don't do this. And if you do this, the consequences is severe. Because yes. God never go back on his word. You know, so Bible study is a place where, you know, you learn the 66 book of the Bible. Yes. You Amen. can recite them. You learn those things. So much that they are part of you. Yes. You know? yes. And you know it. And most, when you learn the word of God, most of your conversation is seasoned with the word. word because whatever you're going to say to somebody, the word of God got to find its place in there, which is not so these days. But when you, when you seek the word of God, you grow in strength. Thank you, Pastor. Nicely said. I would like for you to take me on an old journey. We all dabbled in swords in hand, an old method that teaches us how to use our Bible. Please take me on that old journey where we would play swords in hand. And what is it that you gain from playing swords in hand? Well, that was a game, call it a game that we play and Tuesday night, especially when we meet young people's meeting. 
they're ashamed of the word now. We used to be proud of the Bible. Yes. Especially when you got a new Bible to flip those leaves. And when you're playing sword in hand, you know, everybody stand up with their Bible. And when whoever is conducting the service, and it's called for sword in hand, and everybody hold up their Bible. And they say, we'll say, find me Peter chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 9. Amen. And everybody that knows their Bible yes. want to be the first person to come up with it and to read it. Yes. And it's always at the end, there is some gift, whether it's a book or something you receive. Yes. It yes. was so joyous. You know, those days we didn't have a lot of stuff, but whatever we had, we were satisfied and we enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you could tell your friend tomorrow, man, last night I was king of the road. I want everything. See? A new book. Amen. You know, so sword in hand teaches us to know the Bible, know the scripture, Know where to find it. Know what Jesus said. Or when they ask you, who prophesied this? Or who was there in, in, in this scenery? You could tell them plain and you could find where it is. Right? Like who says, who speak these words? I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. But when they say, find it. Because sometimes you cannot reach a person, but there's somebody else who is able to reach that person. But you can invite that person. And sword in hand help us. Because when you know the word of God, you're not afraid of telling it to someone. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. While you're at it, Pastor, I know you just mentioned about, you know, the way how we pray. And I know that for me, fasting and prayer is one of the greatest aspects of my life. I love the Lord. I want you to tell me about fasting and prayer then in your era as against us doing fasting and prayer now. When you mentioned fasting and prayer, I mentioned the word of Jesus Christ to his disciples first before I go into it. You know, this man bring his son to Jesus, to the disciples for them to cast out the demons and to pray for his sickness that he would be healed. And the disciples prayed, but nothing happened. Then came Jesus and the man took the son to Jesus. And Jesus prayed, and the devil, and the evil spirit, and the young man was healed. And the disciples went to Jesus and said, why couldn't we cast him out? And Jesus said to them, this kind, only go out by fasting and prayer. We set aside one night for prayer every week it was monday night and we as young people and older folks went to church 
And we kneel on our knees and we pray to God for what we need. And the mothers pray and they cry and the tears fall on the benches. And the men in the churches used to take their handkerchief and dap up the tears. These folks were sincere. They knew God for themselves, not what people tell them or what somebody want them to believe. They knew God that when they ask God for something, it's coming. And they never rush God or question God why. So the difference between now and then is that people rely solely upon God. And you know something? God answers their prayer. I would like to bring recognition to them. The people who have guided you, kept you safe. Please go ahead and lament for me quickly. Well, I want to bring some names to you. Brother Charles Lawrence, he was the one who brought me to Christ. I can't leave out Sister Robinson. Sister Rob, as everybody know her. Because even when we weren't going to the house of God, you know, we used to go fishing in the morning by the, by the beach, and she would walk by and say, you boys need to come to the house of God. Yes. And then when we got saved, she was there until I leave Jamaica. Amen. Brother Rob, who was our pastor then, he teach us, he train us, he loved us, and he guide us. Brother Rennie, he was in Duncan's, but he used to come up every week, mm -hmm. one day a week, to teach us. Amen. and to strengthen us and to encourage us. We have two stalwart, which is Brother Blackwood Amen. and Brother John Garden. We have Brother Stuart and we have Dr. Kennedy. You know, Brother Prendergast used to come by Amen. and encourage us because we were in the same age okay. and he was in Bible school. So those people have played a great part in my life, but I can't forget my grandmother. Amen. Go ahead. She was more than a mentor because my father and my mother died at early age. I grew with my grandmother. And the night that I got saved and I went home and I told her, she was elated. She was happy. She was glad. She was all joy. You know, because she never let us go to bed. It was me and my brother. Without, without we saying either the 23rd Psalms or the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And those things has never leave me. They said, train the child in the way he should go. When he's old, he'll not depart from it. And those people 
has been in my life. And what they have done will never, ever leave me. Okay, Pastor, I thank you so much for joining me today. What you have said here today has blessed my soul. And so for all of these people that have, you have mentioned in your interview, I want to give them also a, a thank you for the things that they have done. I now understand that as Christians growing, we do need mentors. We need people to really be our guide to keep us safe and firm. I want to thank you again for joining me on my podcast. And if down the road you remember something else that you would like us to join again and talk about, feel free to come on and share with us. At this time, I'd just like to say, this is Vintage Girl reminding you to join me next time as we go through the years. We remember, we reflect, we bring you stories from the past. And I ask you to keep your humanity, your spirituality, and your Christianity intact, because God is the source and the strength of all your lives. And you can do nothing without God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. God bless you.